this is episode 15 of Three Piece Set, also known as The Realist Podcast. Out here. As always, shout out to Dead End Studios for having us. E. Y'all SpongeBob fans? Oh, yeah. Yeah, did, SpongeBob yeah. was. It's, if Before I said The Simpsons, SpongeBob was right there. Like, if it's one and two, then those are one and two. SpongeBob yeah. is in, in that number one spot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if it wasn't the Simpsons thing, yeah. SpongeBob's still on TV, so that says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see a SpongeBob premiered in like 1999. Yeah. I remember, the, I remember the premiere of SpongeBob. Yeah, I remember yep. when SpongeBob yeah. came out. Yep. You should, everybody should remember that premiere. Damn, we're old. <laughs> that was like after the Nickelodeon like award show or something like that. SpongeBob premiered. The Kids' Choice Awards? I'm yeah. Ready. Thank I'm you. Like, SpongeBob I'm was on ready. Nickelodeon when it's the old Nickelodeon. Was still like Nickelodeon Splat. Oh, like, with oh yeah, there was still slime niggas back then. He was with the Da Vinci Nickelodeon. The what at Nickelodeon? Da Vinci Nickelodeon. Oh, that's the Da Vinci Like the Thrill Bank shit, like Double Dare. Oh, Double Dare was great. I don't remember I love Cat Dog. Angry Beavers. Double Dare 2000? Hell yeah. Angry Beavers was great. I didn't know what was going on in Angry Beavers, but... They were always just mad at each other. No, Ashton, I do not remember Double Dare. Double Dare? Obviously, it was not that important of a Nickelodeon show. It was live action, so it was like it was one of those games. It was, it was a game you show. Get, you just get to envy other little kids. If I was a, honestly me as a kid, I was never interested in live action anything. I was only watching TV for the cartoons, so I probably skip right past that. <laughs> yeah, yeah that us. Did you ever go to like Universal Studios? No, I went a no, couple times. I wanted. Now you went to Universal. Like was it like when it was? Oh yes, I did go. Ago? I'm sorry, I did go. I went to Universal in like early 2000s. Oh man, so like, yeah, that's twice. A, yeah, that it time was, to go. It was probably the best time I've ever had an amusement park. Yeah, and I yeah. went to Disneyland Universal Islands of Adventure. That's just lit. Either. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. How was Disneyland? Yeah. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, people just go to go to Disneyland, but I never really wanted to go because we have yeah. Disney World. Which or World. That? I never wanted to go. That's the one in Florida. No, yeah. Disney World is one. I'm. Other one I've been to. Sorry, I forgot that they're different names. Yeah. But it's really overrated. But mm. you know, I'd rather go to Universal. Did you ride the Mummy Ride at Universal Studios? With the real fire? Probably. Yes. Oh, yeah. man, they had real fire? Yeah, I remember, and you can feel it, and it was dope. And I, I was remember like, they had like this. Was it that 4D ride? With Spider-Man? I remember there, there was, was a, a 4D Spider-Man There's a 4D Spider-Man, yeah. and there's a 4D. And it's like you can feel everything. Yeah. There's there's a 4D a Shrek Shrek. One. I did that yeah. one. There's a, uh, there's a 4D uh, Back to the Future. I didn't I do that. I remember that one. I did the Jaws ride, and that was a waste of time. Yeah, it's just kind of, you can tell it's old. Yeah, it's just like, get rid of this. This is, you don't need this anymore. Yeah, I right. remember the first time when Universal Studios, I had to be seven or eight, but um, they were shooting a pilot for one of those like Nickelodeon shows, and me and my cousin, we had like, to be on it. Oh. It didn't get picked up, but like we were sitting there, they had like we had to play all the little games, and oh, it got man. slimed and stuff like that. It was it was a fun. Hey, we time. need some more black kids like in the background. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> you two come here. Looks like they having like, fun. They had like a little big sign, like, all right, cheer when like, when this when the sign comes, like yeah, everyone cheers, okay. It's hey, you know they can't read. You have to <laughs> cheer. You can't yeah. see my gestures. That would have been my dream. Like as a kid, I, I would. You know, I remember Lee when Lee when they brought on Leon on all that. I was so fucking jealous because Leon. Leon. Which one was Leon? He was a he was a short milk. You know, bald headed milk dud had ass kids. <laughs> was he the one who was like repair boy? Yeah, repair, not, not repair man, but repair, repair boy. boy. Yeah, I think I, I was yeah, so jealous when he when he got on. It's like, damn, that's me. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 they like, had, they had other black characters, but they're bringing on more black characters. It's like, damn, 
I looked at my parents like, y'all couldn't make this happen for me? <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah, yeah, sure. I wanted to this is, this all, all, I, all I ever really wanted was to be on all that. Remember the last time we went to Universal Studios? Oh, like, was that ninth grade? 10th grade. 10th grade? Yeah. Yeah. That shit was kind of uh, You guys going to tell the story? Yeah, about yeah. to say. Our robotics team at Saul C. Johnson High School. Nerds. Right. Well, we weren't on the team, but our robotics, <laughs> no, our robotics team went to nationals for the, for robotics or whatever, right? So, and they did really well. So one of their, their their award was to go to Universal Studios and see how like the rides and stuff work. Oh, but they opened it up so anybody could go. You just had to know about it. And since uh, hell yeah, so wait, think, what? How does that even work? Like the school is just like it's a word of mouth field trip. Yeah, that's what's up. They probably need yeah, yeah. students Real to go. Like, like, the only reason we know because one of our friends, I think it was Anna. Yeah, Anna, she was on the uh, on the robotic scene, and she told us about it. And she's like, I think anybody could go. But how? So we had to go down to the technology club, talk to the. Uh, yeah, you just got a uh, Finesse permission. Yeah, yeah, he was like, yo, for it. Yo, he was like, this nigga just went on a free trip. Heck yeah! It wasn't Wait, a free trip. How much was it? I would say like. It's probably like reduced. No, it's like forty dollars. It was forty dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's still it's still what? And but and they had to be supervised. Once we get off the bus, they're like, "All right, just be back here before we leave." Texas oh, at these man. times yeah. every time. Georgia yeah. public schools, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Hell yeah, this show was great. We were listening to Gucci Man on the ride up. <laughs> you played Tom. You guys went to Universal for forty dollars. Yeah, and you stayed in a hotel. No, nah, it was an overnight trip. It, yeah, we, we came went back by that the night. morning and we stayed all day. We came back that night. How long uh, was the ride? I've never had a field trip like that. To Orlando, it's like four hours. Well, really? Oh, from Savannah. Yeah. yeah. It was great. We they only to, did that because you guys are black. Because I don't know any other kids going to fucking Walt Disney World yes. for $40. I've never heard of a word of mouth field trip. Keep it on the road. If you know, you know. You got to talk to these three people <laughs> we and went, you got to use these specific words we went to, and we might let you go. We went to a very black high school. That's dope. Very, very black. I mean, you had a robotics team, so that's a lot. No, it's because of Ivy. They took the doors off the stalls in the bathrooms. What? Because yeah. niggas Cause was in there we shooting fighting. dice. Yeah, we, we in the, like, <laughs> in you the, go the bathroom, bathroom. Yeah, you go in there, yeah. people were oh, shooting okay. dice, and then they had to take the doors off because people used them as weapons. Because people were going to the bathroom to fight. They was using the doors using as weapons? Using the doors? Like, did oh, they man. take the doors off I mean, and I feel and like fighting them? in the bathroom was no, a like, very normal thing, but like using the doors. Niggas slipping on semen. Oh. But no, you no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Okay, Bro, that, is the, that is the funniest quote I've ever From heard. From where? ASAP Rocky. From where? ASAP Rocky. He, he was like, he yeah, was niggas was on... fighting in bathrooms. He was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Niggas was slipping on semen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, that, that he was didn't re- happen a lot in my high school. <laughs> was, wait, why was that, there so much semen in one. the man's bathroom? Bruh. No, he was talking... You're asking the wrong questions. Okay. <laughs> ASAP Rocky, he was recounting the time he got locked up and got sent to Rikers. Oh, that makes sense now. And they was fighting in the bathroom. Because, you know, the men are men sex. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. So, SpongeBob, it was a pivotal uh, 90s show transitioning yeah, uh, into I've, the 2000s. Yeah, uh, I feel like SpongeBob was one of those shows that really um, shaped, I guess, like the humor of our generation. Oh, because definitely. the like the like there wasn't really a lot of nonsensical shows um, out at the time. Like there there were, but it wasn't as uh, received as well. Because like there was, you know, there was still Ren and Stimpy. There was still Ren and Stimpy. That but it was, was disgusting. Out. That but was like, but yeah, Ren it was Stimpy like, was like, like too much. there was Ren and Stimpy, and, as well as um, <laughs> Rocko's Modern Life. Who's St- Stephen Hillenburg? He also wrote on that show. That's so Rocko's was, was good. Yeah, there were there were there was these shows, but the, all the influences of those two shows. 
and then SpongeBob in 1999. I feel like they they really mastered it. I guess like they mastered the alternative children's show, where it's like the ch- like the kids love the show, but at the same time. Parents are able to understand the the other jokes. Like I'm watching, yeah. Like of course, you know, uh, Stephen Hillenburg. He just uh, he passed away recently. So of course, I go back to Amazon Prime. You know, rewatch all the SpongeBob episodes, and I didn't I didn't realize how like I knew it was there, but I didn't know like how often they just threw those type of jokes in there. Like they threw a lot of like adult themed. Mm. Yeah, like the episode um, where they cuss all the time is hilarious. Yeah, that 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 was 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 amazing. Censored out. (laughs) It's like Mr. Krabs is a. Oh, what was that noise? <laughs> I can't do a little barnacle noise. <laughs> well, um, on the fourth season, episode twenty is labeled the best day ever. I wish SpongeBob Fortis had the best day ever. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. It's it's one of those it's, it's one of those of, rare it's huh. one of those rare shows where every single episode is good up until like the until it's not good. Yeah. Like there were there there wasn't really a lot of shows you can say that where every single episode they've ever put out like like all, yeah. all the episodes people are talking about these are just like. You know, just regular episodes that they've been showing on the, uh, you know, on Nickelodeon. So, if, if you watch the entire season, like all of them are good. All of them have, you know, the be- all of them have the best jokes in them. So. And then another good thing about SpongeBob, it was like one of those rare shows, American shows, that was a global phenomenon. Yeah, like people all over the world were watching that shit, and that's just that's pretty dope. Agreed. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I just remember like. One day there was no SpongeBob, and then the next day everybody was watching SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's still on TV, and that's that's crazy. Yeah, man. Really, the times you just go to like Nickelodeon and it'd be like a three-hour block of nothing but SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah. And it was cool. And it was like it was acceptable. Yeah, he was like, like, all right, I'm, I'm rocking. But just SpongeBob and Avatar carrying yep. Nickelodeon for a long time. <laughs> exactly, Avatar <laughs> carried them through all those bad periods of time where Cartoon <laughs> Network was on fire. Man, Cartoon Network and, slaughtered Nickelodeon. And Disney Channel had Hannah Montana. It was just SpongeBob and Avatar. Dear God, that was. I watched the hell out of Avatar. That was. Would you say Madrid? That was like one of the only Disney shows I hated. Hannah Montana. That was like the Six Circles of Hell or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was... But Hannah Montana came out of time where like I don't know about y'all, but like at first things I watched was Disney Channel. When I was like really young, and then I, Hell yeah, they and had then Disney I improved Channel to Nickelodeon. Movies. Around the time I was like 10, 10 to I 12, I was big into Nickelodeon. Then from like 13 up until like I don't know, 18, all I watched was like Cartoon Network. Nah, I'd be. That's, that's how it went for me. Yeah. I think I think I started off with just early morning cartoons in, on basic cable. All those shows, the fo- like Fox Fox in the morning, ABC, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, one Fox Saturday Fox. one Saturday morning on ABC. Oh yeah, yeah. Saturday shit, Fox would have the cartoons on right when you get out of school, right at three thirty, four yeah. o'clock. Mm-hmm. So here you go. I've always Relax. been a very big Cartoon Network guy because they would always have like I mean similar to what you said, like they'd have the episodes like right after school every day, and they'd have like all the bigger hits like Pokemon every single day. Yeah, Dragon yeah. Ball Z in the Same morning. They they had, they had, uh, Pokemon, yeah. Sailor Moon, Hamtaro, and even all the animes. Hamtaro even now, don't go. Even now, Cartoon Network has fucking Steven Universe. They just wrapped up Adventure Time. Like they have not a regular uh, show. They, yeah. yeah, yeah. They've had their foot on our necks for a while. Like they have actual quality television that you can just really jump in and out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's multiple generations of just. Of heat. Incredible content. 
everything except for Code Lyoko. That was my favorite oh show. God, of all so, time. Like, why hey, were their foreheads so big? Yo. Why were their foreheads? Yes, that was the, that was like everything else was cool, but like that was the main hey, thing man. that affected me. Like, I cannot watch that show because of the size of their foreheads. Code Lyoko was, was so it was horrible. Bad. It was bad. <laughs> but what it was, Code Lyoko was cool. I knew you would be the one person to watch like it. Code Lyoko was gar. The kids who watch Code Lyoko are all in jail right now. It is. Why was it so bad? It was just their foreheads. Like it was just. It was just kind of. It was kind of corny. Their speech patterns. And they kept doing this thing where it'd be like it'd be two D, and then all of a sudden it's like they change the animation style and they go into some other world and it's like three D. Yeah. And it, it was just it looked bad. Like I couldn't watch that shit. It, it was, was it was just uncomfortable. I watched way more episodes than I wanted to. No, Cody Oka was cool. I think Cody Oka is French, so it's like a French uh, cartoon. They never do. They never do cartoons right. They still haven't got it. Oh, the French. Yeah, the French. They just don't grasp the concept of animation. I don't know why. In America. I'm trying to think of any French cartoons, but I can't really think. I mean, of the only one was uh, Savage Planet, but that's like the one thing that they have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Cartoon Network has been holding it down with like cartoons. Like they gave us Cowboy Bebop and Ghost in the Shell. I watched a lot of Cowboy Bebop. I always watch Cowboy Bebop to see if like the girl's top ever fell off. Like that's the only <laughs> reason why I, I watch. I feel that on a spiritual level. Like most of it, I just was like, I'm just waiting for this to happen. This certain was, happen. certain websites will let you see that. <laughs> In the words of Sam Jackson, hentai too. <laughs> that? Yes. Yeah. Oh. They asked Sam Jackson if he watched uh, anime. He was like, Hell yeah, I watch anime. And hentai too. At least he was honest. <laughs> I mean, when you're rich, you can just say whatever you want. Well, not always. Right. Yeah. But the reason I mentioned that, sure. though, uh, they're supposed to, Netflix is supposed to be doing a Blade Runner animated series brought to you by the same uh, people who did Cowboy Bebop and Ghost in the Shell. So it's going to be that ultimate cyberpunk animated type. You think it'll be more Cowboy bebop than the live-action Cowboy Bebop they're making? There's the live... Oh, there's so they're a actually, li- oh, yeah. they're, they're consulting they're him it. in making that, too. So hopefully that could that could go well. It could be hot piss. Well, the thing about we'll Netflix see. is I feel like they will literally greenlight any script given to them. Yeah, so then it's they'll, very, they'll it's fucking firebomb it right afterwards. Yeah, it's very things don't miss. go right. Okay, like, oh, it's the holiday gotta... season. They are killing it right now with the Christmas movies. Like Netflix's, I mean, like I usually watch Hallmark Channel right about now for the holiday movies, but Netflix is just giving you oh. all of the sappy good. Did you oh, watch yeah. the Christmas Chronicles? Yeah, with Kurt Russell as a Santa Claus. Oh man! And he was great, and he was like all the tattoos and stuff. And I was like, yeah, tat- oh, yeah, Kurt he was Russell. like the cool Santa Claus. He was mad at everybody. Hey, you kids want some blow? Now he I mean, wasn't, I mean, like, <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> just, like, let me give you a little substance, no. children, Santa Claus. <laughs> This isn't snow. <laughs> no. No. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. I've never been that big. Oh, that's horrible. I just know. That's horrible. <laughs> that's that's gross. I've never been that big into Christmas movies. I never really got it like that. They're fun. They're good once it once they hit or miss for me. Yeah, once Same a little, year. A little cheesy. That's, that's the point. You didn't like, like Elf? Towards the end of this year, it, like towards the what? Halloween and up, it's just all cheesy. It's all schmaltz. I just want to see a Christmas movie where it's not just like... All lighthearted and fun the whole time. So, uh, you want to see one about Kwanzaa? I want to see where somebody like. <laughs> so, Lethal Weapon? Bad Santa. Die Hard. I've never seen Lethal Weapon. Die, Die, Hard, Die is... Hard is a Christmas movie. Die Hard's a foot fetish movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
It's like the whole movie is just talking Step about his feet, me. and it's like so many close-up shots of his foot. Really? It's pretty weird. He didn't have to be barefoot the entire film. He didn't have to be barefoot. They at made any a choice. They made the a rhetorical <laughs> choice. <laughs> to have him there was a very big focus on his feet the whole movie. Yeah, wow. Let's say uh, Quentin Tarantino. Like he has a he's a foot guy, so that's oh, why in all his movies is like close-ups of feet. So like every time you see feet in Quentin Tarantino movie, you can he's assume, getting off. Yeah, yeah, you can assume that's a sexual in the window. Oh wow. man, it just assume. You could, yeah, you could just I do vividly stuff. remember a shot of Uma Thurman's feet in Kill Bill. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, there's always a couple times. There's always a lot of your big feet like, somewhere. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, damn, those some big ass 11. feet. Yeah. No, she's she like, wears she wears size thir- 12 she, or 13. She's over six foot, right? Yo, yeah. So he, so he went out and found her based on her foot. He was like, I need you for this role. That's my great white hope over there. And to step on me, please. I wear a size 11. That's a scary woman. I don't mind being paid. Bro, you saw the way she plucked that girl's eye out. Yo, like Yo, can you imagine just slap boxing with Uma Thurman? <laughs> Shit. I mean, there was it'd like great, like it could be just a like, great experience that y'all both can share. Fuck, there, fuck bleaching, you gonna come back? She don't want to slap, slap the a whole bunch of stuff, and I don't think it's gonna be comfortable for yeah, you. Yeah, so. there was like a whole period of time where she was like the biggest action star in the country, just off those two movies alone. Yeah. Bro, yeah. those are two of my favorite movies. Yeah, Bill was up there, Volume Two, Volume One. Unfortunately, why? Brought to you by the Weinstein Company. <laughs> oh dang! Don't be a piece of shit. Everybody. I mean, but that was before we know, so we can. I feel like we can still enjoy those things, right? After the fact, like afterwards, we can't enjoy them anymore. Yeah, sure, I mean, why not? Okay, I mean, like it's already been imprinted on you at this yeah, point. Yeah, like I mean, we didn't know at the time. You just can't fuck with nothing new. It's like nah, bro. I think that's like just the climate we're in, though. Like, you guess what went on was bad, but that doesn't necessarily affect the films that were made. Yeah. So it, it's it's a it's a gray area. I do remember like Uma Thurman was talking about like one of the movies. I think Quentin Tarantino spit in her face to like get a reaction out of her for a scene. Oh yeah, I think I heard that. And I it's think like she wrote something. And yeah, I know she's been a little vocal about it, or she was quiet for a while. But um, if I try not to watch things where actors who were fallen from grace have essentially are still in a sock, I'll avoid watching things like with that. But if so- it's been. So you don't like watch the, like the Cosby Show? If it was uh, if it was still airing, I mean, in fairness, that. I never watched the Cosby Show like that. I probably, I probably seen like three, four episodes. I guess as a kid, I was just like, I don't trust that guy. <laughs> I, I don't like him. Something There's something, feel right There's something about him that I just don't like. I wouldn't drink anything around him. <laughs> he just gives me the wrong vibe. But <laughs> even now, like Kevin Spacey used to be one of my favorite actors. I don't watch anything he does anymore. And they yeah, and they shat all over the last season of House of Cards. And but it's still better than watching anything with Kevin Spacey in it now. Yeah, it gives you that weird feeling. Like listening to R. Kelly. I don't listen to R. I stopped listening to R. Kelly a long time. Yeah, no, 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 like, once, once you find out, it's like it taints everything. Yeah, age ain't nothing but a number. I just know it. I can't listen to this song. He wrote that song. Yeah, of course he, he married, he married Aaliyah. When he I married know, a fifteen-year-old. But like, it's and he was like twenty-eight. And they said that that was okay. That wasn't okay. Yo, I'm, cancel I'm, R. Kelly, yo. What I'm the fuck are you doing? I'm honestly surprised nobody has shot here. him. Like, get him out of here. Get this nigga out the paint, right? He had a whole group of women like at a cult house. And in this, John like, this, is, this is like, what do you mean? Continue, this is continued. As of this year, he's still yeah, wrapped up in like people were saying, like, not even just saying, like, yeah, he's still within court cases of. No, no, really. If you ever go on one of those threads when someone's like talking shit about R. Kelly, mm. you see nothing but like a lot of middle aged black women. 
would go out there and they cape for him. Like for like, just go on the threads and just read. It's just like mean, just, look at, just look at R. Kelly's tweets. It's nothing but middle-aged black women just telling him like all the weird things they want him to do to them. Yeah, but and he's kid. pulling up on them. He is. No, he not. Well, no, not he's pulling right. up on their kids. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like it's not that. No, he's pulling right. up on the safe face. And to see uh, what they have to offer. I thought he had like a twin. He had a really young girlfriend at the time. Of course she was. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she was really she young. Of young girlfriend. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's y'all's boy, not mine. Oh, no. Who? Hey, she for Somebody Chicago? out here listening it's right now still has our Kelly on their four phone. four hours away. We're disappointed in you. Close enough. The nigga. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I connect you to something shitty. All right. From wherever you're from. But yeah, man. I don't know. But Netflix is being really uh, ambitious about their about their endeavors now. They also just canceled uh, Daredevil. I didn't see that coming. Oh, you didn't see did. that coming? Yeah. Coming. They did. They said like, like, season like, four is going to be... Part of you was like, yeah, they could, but I didn't want them to. Season four is going to be hitting. Here. I mean... Yeah, the, even the writers came out and said, like, yeah, we actually had the whole story written out. Sure. We, had scripts. We, had, we had the scripts on the wall. Everything was... All we really had to do was, like, go into production. And we get the call saying we're canceled. Well, I mean, it wasn't enough. Like you, you feel like that was that was enough. Like the first three seasons, I didn't watch all three seasons. Only I mean, I'm that third s- to be honest, I saw all three seasons. I'm satisfied with what they done. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, last they can only good. get better or worse, but you did what you. They did what they needed to As do. As time goes on, a show always gets worse. This is true. You can get have a whole name of shows that got worse. Name a show that got worse, Madrid. Name a show that got worse. Yeah, uh, the Cosby Show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say Dexter. Dexter? Yeah. Yes. The Dexter movie was good, though. They made a movie off of Dexter? What? It wasn't like a movie movie, but the one with all the time travel and shit. You talking about about Dexter's Laboratory? Oh, I'm talking about Dexter's Laboratory. (laughs) (laughs) There's two different Dexter's. (laughs) That shit I'm clear. I was like, I I missed that shit. Dexter's Laboratory Serial killer, serial killer. (laughs) Yeah, no. I feel like a lot, well, most shows, like after like season three or four, True Blood. Oh yeah, that true blood. Is, yeah. There was a point where I just could. I'm like, weeds. What is going on? Yo, weeds. weeds. Yeah. I I Revenge completed leaders. it, but it was like, The Walking Dead. That shit got really bad. Great really anatomy. fast. That's in like its eleventh season. Yeah, I heard Orange is the New Black kind of fell off after a while. After the second season, but it's still it's still going strong. They're still cranking out seasons. That's the I, thing. they still I heard, yeah. I, no, would, I, heard, I, still, I wouldn't even bother. No, I heard they, the last they, season got good again. Yeah, I watched the last. A, se- I watched like nice... half of the last season. And it was actually interesting. That was my workout show. Like, I would only watch it when I worked out, and I only worked out two days. How do you watch a show while you work out? At the gym, you know. What, you, what type of workout do you? Oh. You shut No, I was like, yeah. Anyways, I don't know what type of, you guys have be doing stuff. I thought you were doing squats and watching TV shows, and I was like, that sounds dangerous. No, I'd be on elliptical. Anyways, it has a screen in the, in the machine. That's really cool. I only watched two episodes of the show. I haven't watched any more of it. We only worked out two days. I should cancel that membership. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like at least. Where do you work out at? You still pay for it? Yeah? I have like two gym memberships. I'm going to, I'm going to toss that though. I'm going to toss it this way. I have an LA, a LA Fitness. Even even better. Let's like go. at Midtown, that Midtown location. Atlantic Station. Yes, that one. And then the one in Sandy Springs. Oh, that's a really good LA Fitness. You Especially have two like a... different LA Fitness memberships. No, no. The other one is... Planet, Planet fitness. fitness. No, it's the other one. It's Anytime another purple fitness? one. Yeah, no, it's another Lifetime one. Lifetime fitness. No. Twenty four seven. It's it's a it's a purple one. They're all in fitness. So. I, mean, yeah, I think Planet Fitness is the purple one. No, it's not Planet Fitness. It's like an off brand of that. But anyway, you fit. It's called fitness you fit. Fitness Planet. You fit. Fitness yeah, Planet. It's off Roswell. Planet World. I had to cancel them too. 
It's really bad. Well, you're paying for it. I don't know. Yeah. Shouldn't probably share that. Now I feel bad. Now it's out there. But so are y'all like upset that these things got canceled? We're all inconsistent that it's cool. At first yeah. I was like, oh man, then I'm got over because there's an infinite amount of material that I can watch in True. Yeah, that, that is important to state. Like, the, uh, the shows are staying on Netflix for like forever because Netflix did pay for them or, you know, so they're not going anywhere. I'm sure nobody's about to look back in like five years like, damn, they need to do one more season of this shit. No, because- We need one more Iron Fist season. I need it. No, because- <laughs> Iron Fist was the first to go, wasn't it? They were right? That was, a, that, was, that was Netflix shooting too close to the sun right there. <laughs> no, because Netflix did Crash came out and say, um, the shows are necessarily staying here. Like, the episodes aren't going anywhere, but the characters will live on. And Disney has come out and said, like, yeah, they're a streaming service. I feel like we mentioned that every episode. But yeah, the Disney streaming service. We're not promoting it, I promise. It's coming out. Disney, give us us free money. Yeah, yeah, I think the Disney streaming service is coming out late 2019. And they're going to slowly, from Hulu, from Netflix, they're going to start pulling all their content out and putting it strictly on this Disney platform. So. Fuck no, baby. Yeah, so it it brings in the question. um, Like season three of Jessica Jones and season two of The Punisher. Those shows are already shot, but we know at this point they're going to cancel them. Are they even going to? Take I mean, the Jessica Jones. Like, after that last, they can hold that. To be honest, pull the trigger. I mean, they're going to let the seasons be released, and they're going to cancel them just like they did Daredevil. <laughs> Next day, like, yeah, here's season right. three. You guys like that? All right, it's canceled. These are not like great shows. You know what I'm saying? They're not none winning of, awards. None or, of them are. When they first came out, Daredevil was like when that hallway fight team and Daredevil, like when people like that, okay, was, but a, that, was, that like, was a moment. Like, that was like 2013. <clears throat> yeah, even Jessica Jones, like people, when the first season Jessica Jones was very, very high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it watched was, it, was but good. it wasn't. I love there's better one, TV Jessica shows. Jones. It was good, but I agree with Even Sassy. on Netflix. It was, there were so many better things. They can't even reference actual Marvel movies at all in any type of way. Why is that? It was some licensing thing. Because Disney owned Marvel. Right. Um, and they were just like, yeah, the the green guy destroyed New York, and they're like, yeah. yeah. They can only refer to um the they can they can reference what happened in the Avengers, like they just call it the incident, the incident, yeah, the incident. and like things that they got all that that metal that fell from the sky. She <laughs> <laughs> don't just fall from the sky. Like, that iron, that guy in the iron suit who's a man, <laughs> did this thing. <laughs> Metal Man, I think Met- they called him. <laughs> I think they call him Metal Man. But there are some good aspects of on the uh, the guy who plays Kingpin. He pretty much came out and said like, yeah. So now that this Netflix thing is canceled, um, they they're free to use Kingpin and Spider Man now. Like now, now that the Netflix deal is essentially over with, Marvel can use all those characters and throw them into the MCU at any way they see fit. And um, so I got some more information about the Disney streaming service. So like the Loki, so uh, this nigga got sleeper agent. You're, you're a Mickey agent. agent. Hey, this this man. Y'all think everybody are sleeper agents? Hey, he corrected us about Disneyland and Disney World. God, okay. You're a Russian. You're a Disney. <laughs> anyway, a Disney. But um, like what's uh, worse? So, Disney's owned by the Nazis, anyway. So, I mean, all right. So remember, they both run America. So remember Infinity War? How we saw like uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision? Mm-hmm. They were like. Fucking around the world, yeah. So, <laughs> they put, so they're supposed to have their own show. Falcon and who was um, watching this shit? Falcon nobody. and nobody. With the White Wolf, what's the name? Uh, the Bucky? White Wolf. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bucky. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna have their own show together. I feel like so this like, is. It's easy to like, you can think they're just gonna throw these other characters mm-hmm. that are they've already been established. The work's been done. You know who they are. And they're probably I gonna f- keep the same actors. I no, they're saying that they're gonna. Actor. If anything, they might come back with. I doubt. New actors I and highly like doubt that. they'll keep the same actors. There's no and, way. 
At that point, I don't want to watch For that a shit TV again. TV show, they can't bring out the movie actors. There doesn't need to be three different daredevils that have existed. And yeah. that's also, too much. Fuck I, no. I think it's just gonna go like how Disney tried to do Star Wars, <clears throat> where they try to make a bunch of spinoff movies, and then when Solo bombed, they're like, "All right, fuck all this shit," and they canceled all their other side projects. I still haven't seen that movie yet. Solo, it's uh, it's okay. It's okay. That's you're watching you watch for Donald Glover. Hey, Rogue One was my shit. Yeah, Rogue, Rogue One was, was good, good. but Rogue then Disney good. shot too close to the sun with Solo. They were like, what are niggas like? Han Solo. <laughs> no? All right, cancel it. It's that simple. Um, so I, I would be surprised if these plans actually pan out because I feel like as a consumer, it's very easy to get exhaustion with like Marvel in general, especially if they do all that bullshit. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. They okay. got a game in the works so, too. So seeing how Netflix has failed essentially was like Luke Cage and the Marvel shows. Are you worried about them doing like the, the Cowboy Bebop like we talked about earlier? I'm going into it with an open mind. Um, live action, anything for me, I'm kind of resistant to of an adaption to a cartoon because you can't do it the same. Yeah, the the characters true. aren't going to move the same. It's not going to be as fluid as before. It's just like it's not going to be the same. But if they can take it and they can make it their own, then I'll accept it for what it is. Yeah, it is supposed to be a, a series <clears throat> and I think Yas, the guy who wrote um, Thor Ragnarok, he's actually supposed to write the first episode. Which is cool for like one episode, but he's not writing the whole show. Um, and I still think, you know, we'll see how it goes, but you know, you got to try. Yeah, I'm picking up some logs. <laughs> yeah, I was Some gonna... logs. Hey, hey, yo. I'm tossing that pillow. That'd be kind of rude. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to toss a pillow. I'll you know, do it. Get Uma Thurman. <laughs> Somebody get Uma Thurman on the line. I just, <laughs> just got to. Right? Okay, you know, like, let me just be lazy. This is brought to you in, in part by... Tecate. Pay us. It can't be that hard to pick up a Tecate sponsor. Yeah, it don't want to get anything. But I heard of like it's of uh, the Reed. That was their first sponsorship was Takate, and Takate offered them like fifty thousand dollars for one ad. What? Yeah, but they they, were they turned it down because they talk about they said on their podcast they talk about all the time how they don't like beer. Oh, so no. they claim to come out and then. Yeah. I love beer. <laughs> I don't beer know. Beer is this is a, this is a beer was talking drinking about. podcast. <laughs> we drink beers over here, but over here in America, <laughs> we love Mexican beer. Right here, deep down south, oh, this baby. Is Mex- the, the Easy to south. distribute. It says your can like is red, just like our state. Oh my god, you guys funny! Did right, right. so, um, you guys watch Evangelion? I am proud. I watched it. Not all of it. I need to go and like connect some I watched, dots. I watched Evangelion. I don't know a lot of people who have actually watched it. Um, I know quite a few actually. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I need more weaves me. in your circle. It just emotionally scarred no, me for a long time. <laughs> what, it what, is very what emotionally scarring. Evangelion? It's I mean, pretty, why did it scar you? It's, it's did you watch it? Yes. Did it scar you a little? That's a fucked up show. <laughs> Tell me what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so you never watched it? No, I did. She didn't fucking she didn't watch it. It's, it's okay. But I like, want to hear your interpretation. Uh, Evangelion is it literally like... For the Western world, it's the first like mindfuck anime. It's like literally the writer wrote it in such a way to mess with you. Like, um, um they they piloted Avas or whatever, like giant mechs. 
So yeah, they're just giant, giant robots. Mixes, yeah, and they're fighting, and the, mm-hmm. the things they have to fight, like the kaiju's they have to fight. Kind of think Pacific they're not regular monsters, or anything like. Oh. They're angels, but not really. Oh, so, yeah, like they call they call them David. They call them they all have biblical know. names. Um, it's like explaining anime to your mom. She's like, yeah. oh, what's on what's, <laughs> on the, what's on the cover of the control? David, system? yeah. So, I don't think it's tree of life. Yeah, and I get, I get, I get the idea of like you know, yeah, but what, what I saw. But yeah, they made references to the tree of life. Watch the show. It's it's, it's like the Kabbalah. Yeah, something and, like that. And the ending is very, and well, it's pretty much open interpretation. But essentially, it's you know, there's a million dies. YouTube videos explaining the ending. Yeah, oh. and they all and they're all wrong. What is it? Where can you find it for the um? The YouTube listeners. videos. Just For type listeners. in "In the Evangelion." And well, it's coming to Netflix. So. Neon oh, okay. Genesis. You can see for yourself. It's called Neon Genesis Evangelion, and it's probably one of the greatest anime ever created. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot. Yeah, of, it's definitely. It's terribly flawed, though. Oh. Terribly, terribly flawed. Like towards the end of the show, they started running out of money, and you can tell. Like there's one scene towards the end of the season. <clears> there's like eight minutes where they're just in the elevator. Mm. It's literally the same <laughs> shot. The characters blew very little, and it's just eight minutes of them just falling. They had some explaining to do, you know. But people will tell you like, "Oh man, that's just it's it's tough. It built up the tension between these two characters because of what happened during the time eight and all that. Minutes? Eight hey, whole minutes, and it's just like, yeah, they just need a way to fill the space. Sometimes they, being they, broke, they ran out of money. On the last episode, if niggas can watch six hundred filler episodes of Naruto, they can watch eight minutes of Neon Genesis. On the last episode, honestly, it goes from like animation to like drawings to like still shots. To like uh, pictures of the audience, yeah. To like just sunsets, mm. like real, like it stops being a cartoon and starts just a bunch of just a collage of images. That sounds pretty cool, though. If you watch it, it from start to finish, you will probably be less happy than when you started. No, no, literally, like, no, literally it, yeah. It, 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 the press, like, the whole anime. It'll be a lot. It'll take a lot. It's, of, it's emotionally, it's emotionally scarred. It'll take a lot to recover from. Like that. we, yeah. like this shit came on Adult Swim. We were like, what? Kid 10. Ten. Yeah, that's that like watching those episodes. Shit. I'm like, yo, this shit is heavy. The mechs would bleed. Yeah, like dog. The, what would bleed? the, the mechs. mechs. Oh, the like blood would just be coming out of their mouth. They're going crazy. And they'd be going berserk. People die. People and it, die. it's not like anime dying. Like they, like you, they brutally die. Mm. And you know they're. You not can tell that's where back. their money went. Oh. <laughs> is it like dead, is it like Dead Man Wonderland versus Yu Yu Hakusho? Mm, no. No. no, no, no. Evangelion is a whole another world. Oh man! Think of every mech show you've ever watched and make it darker. On acid. Dead Man Wonderland was really dark, and but it was like more gory than anything. Evangelion is yeah. more gonna fuck with your head, and like as you watch the protagonist like go through things, you're just like, damn, like this shit is a little traumatizing. Whereas Dead Doki Man, Doki Literature Club with mechs. Yeah, but like um, I don't know if I don't know enough about that. I didn't watch that either. Like, watch show, my streams. Yeah, uh, uh, Twitch.tv. Twitch.tv slash Sunny Chifa. Doki Doki Literature Club parts one through four, available now. But said that said that one with all those girls. Yeah, yeah. you what? played that shit. Yeah, what is that? that shit look creepy as fuck. That shit fucks your mind. But anyways, Evangelion is so like influential. Like the, the main character Shinji. Like he's literally referred to like don't be a shinji like in the anime community. Yeah, like how much of a whiny bitch he is. Yeah, he's a whole. Like he complains trope. the entire time. Like if there's one bad part about the show, it's shinji. Yeah, because like he's a horrible protagonist. Cause you want to bitch slap him? Yeah, because like he's the he's the one he's like the character that's supposed to be do all the stuff. He's supposed to be the chosen one, but he's a bitch. 
And he doesn't um, want to do it. And he's constantly fighting against to do it, even though he's the only one to do it. So it's like you want him to do it, but like you're not rooting for him. It's pretty yeah, much. like there's a point in, it's either in the movies or towards the end of the show. But um, Rayananame, who's is another character in the show, she's like passed out in the hospital, like all bandaged up, right? And the first shot you see of him is him standing over her. And then he nuts in the sand and says, damn, I'm fucked up. I'm sorry, what? In the sand? She's, she's, she's standing over her, in her and while she's in the hospital, in the medical bed. One he, eye, her eyes bandaged up, her hand, her limb, broken limbs, and she's just standing over her, jacking off until he comes and looks in his hands. Because you don't see him. You, you just see him standing over How you just over casually there. introduce that into conversation? Yeah, and then like, I'm trying to say like how bad, like how fucked up of a character he is. And it's like, Wow. And that's a shot in the show. You feel me? He's like, like the ultimate beta male and yeah. stuck who's in like the protagonist role. And you know yeah. how you watch anime? It's always that one character that's like, she's like usually a woman, like very off colored, like just like not white, but like like Blanco, like off white, mm. like like uh, like white hair or something. She's like quiet, super strong, really stoic, doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. That's Rayan Anabe. That oh that character that archetype started from Evangelion. Oh. Like any any other anime that does that got that from Evangelion. Okay. And became a staple in the anime world. So it's a very influential show. But when it comes to Netflix, all you're gonna see is a bunch of think pieces about, oh my god, this show. Yeah, I can't wait for all the original thoughts that come out from that. Right. Mm. It's not. And you could also watch the movies. I think there's yeah. three out and there's three out. Four, and the, the fourth <laughs> one's coming in like twenty twenty or some shit. That that fourth one was supposed to come out two years ago. The dude got busy doing some other shit. I would too at this point. That, Man, that right? shit came out a long time ago. But the animation quality on the on the movies is really good. Yeah, like yeah if you want a, a a fast track through the show, just watch the movies. If you watch all three movies, it's but the same. you'll be missing the fourth movie, which is yeah. But after the I'm third, like, I'm not gonna. If it's that gory and it's not, that it's not gory. It's not that, that's the thing. It's not the gore. It's just the just the fucked up part of it. It's a no, fucked up show. It's a, I don't mind watching. It's the a, a mindful. <laughs> It's not, There's a lot of drama in it. It's not. Uh, yeah, I love drama. It's not gratuitously gory like other shows, yeah. but yeah. there is like. I can deal with a little bit of like a sprinkle of gory. I just don't want like every scene to I'm be like, like, oh my. God. No, not but at all. I couldn't watch that show mm-hmm. as a child. I couldn't watch that show, and that'd be the last thing I watched. Like I, I had to stay up an extra three hours watching something else just because uh, I couldn't watch. As an adult, I read back, went back and watched the movies, and still, like, I would watch one of the movies. And I'm like, all right, let me go watch One Piece or like. Digimon or something. Just you pull, to, let me just, pull up the puppy streams. Let me, yeah. let me get a just palate clean, cleanser. Yeah, just to yeah. cleanse my palate because I can't go to sleep after after what I just watched. Yeah. Oh, man. And this is me as like a 21-year-old, 22-year-old. Yeah. So anyway, go watch Evangelion. Yeah. When it comes or don't. Out, 2019. Your call. <laughs> Didn't have a... So it had a lot of good shots in it though, right? Yeah, amazing shots. Kind of like Widows? Yes. How was Ooh, that? Look at the transitions. Ooh. When y'all let it happen, it oh, happens. I think I'm the only one here who's seen Widows. No, I've seen, I seen Widows. Ashton, you want to go first? Go. I'll pay off you. I really enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't sure what I was expecting to see in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I had, um, I had a running bet with um, who I saw it with that we would see Viola Davis's snot within the first 20 minutes from when <laughs> she was crying, and I was right. Yeah, yeah. She's known for her hard cries. She was with a white man, no less, right? She was with a white man with us, but the movie itself, like where it really stood out was like the gray areas in general, like no character was good. Mm -hmm. No character was all the way bad, but everybody was just like in the middle. Like it was just a bunch of people kind of fighting for survival 
and like you could see where they were coming from with like each of their own viewpoints. So like it was like all this complexity in each character, except for Daniel Kaluuya. That was just a fucked up dude. Yeah, that nigga but was he just a was, but he was honestly he was, he was probably one of the most that was probably one of the most menacing performances I've ever seen come out yeah. of anybody. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I was He's a good actor. Yo, he was like he I really shown. I didn't know he had it in his repertoire. Like oh, watching yeah. that movie, I was like, yo. Did you see his Black Mirror episode? No. Yeah, but like, but he doesn't oh, play yeah. a bad guy in Black. I mean, Mirror. he didn't play a bad guy, but it was like this is the first time I've ever seen him play a bad guy, and he played it very well. Yeah, I remember there was a scene where they're in this gym, and I don't want to like take away from like the movie by spoiling, but like the him in that him in that gym, and like the when how make, they chose to depict that scene and everything. It was the hallway scene. It, it was when the most he makes easily Mikey, one of the most when memorable. When he makes scene. Mikey Rocks rap, yeah, like that was, one the one trailer you see, and Mikey Rocks is sitting there rapping, and Dan Kalu is up just nodding his head. That he, scene right that there. That was probably yeah. one of the oh most memorable things <clears throat> I've wow. seen this year, and I've yeah. seen Infinity War like four times. Oh, oh, nice. Wow, it's great. It's a great movie. Like ten out of ten would recommend to go see. It's um, it is an action thriller. So they do a lot well, to build up. I want to call it characters. action. I would call it more of like a suspense. Okay, suspense thriller. I'll give you that. There's not that much action in it. Is it drama? Thriller. It's definitely it drama. It seems like a lot of drama. It's drama. It's sign you up. It's the a only lot of... thing. Oh man, I was already there when they said Viola Davis. <laughs> when he said that, it's like I'm expecting a certain amount of something from Viola Davis. The only knock I have against it was that, like most movies, they need like a training montage, and I felt like they went through the training montage way too quickly. Yeah. To pull out such, to pull out such an elaborate plan. Yeah, it's like, but it wasn't. Like, it was elaborate, but it wasn't that elaborate per se. Like, it's hard to talk about really without spoiling the movie. Yeah. But like, but if I had to nitpick, that'd be my one thing. It's like that's fair. I did all this in like a week, fam. Either really? way, how I long definitely, was the movie? How hmm? long was it? Like yeah. two hours. Yeah, and it also everybody really stood out in it. Um, even the guy who plays Paperboy in Atlanta, he was really good in that movie yeah. too. Hmm. Um. He's been in a couple things. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the, sh- the whole the, cast has been blown yeah, up. Like, well, like you, how you brought it in, the shots were amazing. Like, there's a lot of really close-up shots of Viola Davis. Yeah. He used to be smoking. Um, there was also this cool shot where it's like this politician, he's in this car, or he's in the impoverished part of Chicago, and he gets in his car, and he's having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. And the whole car ride, they, you don't see them at all. You see... Like just how quickly the city of Chicago, like the the route they take, like it just shows like the front of the car, and it shows like how quickly Chicago is from like the poor area to like the rich area where he lives. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting to like just watch that change, or like just watching yeah. the scenery change in the background Kinda while they're like, talking about yeah, Chicago. Meek Mill's uh, return to grace, more or less. Before we get into it, but yeah, like that <laughs> sh- that shot, great. It's like they put the camera like just the hood of the car, and as they drive, it's like a five minute shot, and there's like a five minute conversation going on, and you can't see and anybody. You talking. can't see anybody talking. You're just seeing the city, the landscape of Chicago, with their change. voices in the background. And the voices in the background, they start like you see the car. They're stressing good. out. They're cursing. It's like, oh my god, this bull- sounds like, like some spikes. Like in a sense, no kinda, floating heads though. Yeah, in a sense, kind of, but it was a lot. Of, it was like shots yeah. like that really stand like, out. It felt like a French, like a French art, like art film. Mm. So oh, it was yeah. like, yeah, like you knew you was watching something special. Like, oh, this is really cool. Uh-huh. This is different. Like, just it, it's like they took. We like the French and then we hate them. <laughs> it's like it was a really great story. You know, a lot of movies who can't have great stories, they try and make up with having like a lot of really artistic shots. This one yeah. was like a great movie that had a combination of both. Yeah. So that's what I really, that's what I really enjoy. Like just watching it, I was like. Damn, if I was the director, this is some shit I would want to do if I was that nice. You see that shit? I want more of that shit. <laughs> okay. I feel bad. Did you, any of y'all see a Creed too? No. Nah. 
I'll wait till that comes on like the fake, like the free nah, it's good. website. Thing. It's good. Like, go to the movies to go see. Yeah, I'll probably just movies? wait until somebody has it on in their house. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, go pull to, it up go on the fire stick. Go to the movies. Yeah. It's like movie bet, like beta.com or something. Like, like that. I was um, sitting there and I saw the previews for it. And that movie you're talking about a while back, maybe three, four episodes ago, with Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah. The guy, like, they had the preview What's for it. What's it called? Oh, yeah. Um, with. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Yeah. Like the French one is called the Intouch. We keep talking about the, fr- the French. I don't know what's going on with them, but their version is called the Intouch. Their version is called the Intouchables. I don't know what the American version is called. I forget what it's called. But I, I don't know. When is that coming out? In the Intouchables. Well, no, they have that one with Kevin Costner. <laughs> I, I, I don't know when it's coming out. I don't know. I don't know when it's coming out, but I, I remember seeing it. I know Sassy was talking about this. Like, I now know what she's talking about. Kevin Hart, it does look like Kevin Hart's playing a different role. Like, he's yeah. funny because he's Kevin Hart. It's giving like, him something more. He's trying to show, like, like actual range. And that's all just from the preview. The movie could be trash for all I know. But Creed 2, go see that in theaters. Like, it wasn't directed by Ryan Coogler, but the director they have, um, I think Steve Capel, Steve Capel Jr., I, I want to say he's the director. He he shoots it differently. So, like, Ryan Coogler, his call to fame is, like, his long, continuous shots. Hmm. So in Fruitville Station, those are the long, continuous shots. In uh, Creed, the first Creed, in the first fight scene, it's just one, it's one long shot. No cuts, no breaks, nothing, right? So this one doesn't have that, but it's a lot more brutal. So the reason I say, like, you have to go see it in theaters, like, it's points in time where you're watching the movie, and... You feel like, like you're, you're up here blocking yourself? Like, no, yeah, for real. Oh, I, that is. Like, he's getting hit, and you're, like, wincing. Like, mm. that, like, you know, unless you have, like, a really bomb-ass, like, entertainment system at the crib, like, it would have surround sound at a whole nine, but, like, he gets hit, and you feel it. You just got to hire somebody to come and punch you. Yeah, like, I've seen it with Mercedes, it. and she was just, like... She was turning her head like some, at some points, like this is like no, it's a lot, yeah. like this is a lot. I feel him. Really and there's points where like the camera's literally shaking when he's getting <coughs> hit, so it feels like he's not boxing Adonis. It's like a first person view. And it's like oh my, it's like he's punching the camera and the camera's shaking, and you feel like you're shaking. It. So it's like Mike Tyson's knockout for PS4. Yeah, yeah. So they actually do have that on VR, like oh, wow. the Creed Two. Nice. Yeah. So it's 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 and then the movie's really good, like. Oh, well, that's important as well. Yeah, the movie is really good. Like, you can tell it's not as... The first Creed was really black and, like, a lot of the subtleties. This one isn't that, but it's still a really good movie. Was the director black as well? Yeah, the director was black. Okay, that's good. But they have the training montage. It doesn't happen in Philly. It doesn't happen in Russia. It happens in the middle of the desert, which is really cool. Something like, different. Yeah, yeah, switch it up. You know? Yeah, you can tell, like a nineties um, R and B. You can tell Steve uh, <laughs> Stallone. You can tell he's uh, getting older because he's still a, a big part of the movie, but he's not as caring anymore. Like Felicia Rashad, she's playing a bigger role. Um, she is. She's playing a bigger role. In this she movie. should. They. I Michael think she's Joy, like a waste. Like, it's crazy. It's Michael B. Jordan. He's the headliner, but like he's more so like stealing scenes more so because everyone else has played such a bigger role this time around. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what's Shorty name? Uh, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. She's ties up. She's playing a big role in this movie. Um, Wood Harris, he's a bigger part of this movie. So like, you seeing all these other characters, and it's like it's more of a yeah. He's in the first one. It's oh, like yeah. this collective comes together that says a lot, to push it forward. <laughs> and I was saying, like, in the movie, I was like, all right, I kind of don't want to see a Creed three. But we're gonna get it anyways. Oh, I know no, we're gonna get it anyways. There's no way around it. Dun, just like, then he's gonna die, and then they're gonna have a Creed four, no, and then and they're gonna kill it, and then they're gonna come back twenty years later. They're not gonna kill no, Creed. This was, this was the perfect way to end mm. Creed. Like, oh, that sounds predictable. Yeah, even Sylvester, no, even Sylvester Stallone said, like, yeah, I, he's kind of bowing out after this one. Yeah, he's he about the Rocky. He can too. do another another one. So, I mean, we don't need him anymore. We didn't need him for the first one. <laughs> we need for a whole lot of movies. Yeah, he came back. 
I mean, we wouldn't have, what is it called? The Untouchables or? The expendables. Expendables. We didn't need any of those. Movies. I didn't need any of them, but I do, expendable. <laughs> I do enjoy, like, there's a scene where, like, I was in the movie theater and he was running next to the plane as it was taking off. And I was just like, there's no way in hell this man is running as fast as the plane oh, he taking was, he off. He was waiting all year. For he this. was running. He caught up to it, ran past, and then jumped on it. And I was like, if that How? was Tom Cruise, I believe it. But if like, S- yeah, Sylvester it was that was probably his. He probably had a body, a body double and it was just Tom Cruise in a mask. Like, you know, <laughs> running in, in, a in a mask and heels. <laughs> mask and heels? Yeah, you know, for his calves. I heard you yeah. need some legs. I got you. I got you. I was just looking like just in the movie theater. I was just like, "This is just gonna be some bullshit," automatically right off the rip. I feel that. Yeah. Well, Creed Two is different. It's different. <laughs> no, guys, go see it. No, honestly, go see it. Great movie. No. Great, great date movie too. They, mm-hmm. they also did a lot of good things. Creed, you're saying Creed Two is a great date movie? Yeah, it's a great date movie. <laughs> Did you say yeah, that you like you was punching people in the face and you was feeling it? I feel like a good <laughs> date soul? move would be going to see the internet. How was yeah. that? <laughs> that was a really good concert. I was I know not we, we talked about like seeing the internet in concert. Where like what venue was it at? They were at the Tabernacle, which is a it's not a small venue. No, it's a decent sized venue. It was yeah. honestly it's the perfect size venue for them. Like, it seemed center, like a good one. It's like, indoors. Yeah. yeah, center center stage was a little it's bit too, too big small. for them, but for some reason the tabernacle was center just, stage, you think it's too too big? Yeah, center stage. When I saw them in center stage, it was a little bit too big for them. Oh, maybe the, maybe maybe there. because of the time, it, you know, the their fan base wasn't as big, but the tabernacle yeah. seems it seemed like it was the perfect venue for them. Yeah, like I, I was I was actually towards the I was towards the back, but I could still like get a get a feel for them. So did they yeah. just do hive mind or did they? They did they did most they did mostly hive mind, but yeah. then she did a couple songs. Like they did some songs from Ego Death, and then they did did they do Girl? Uh, I can't remember if they did. I don't remember if they did it now, but I know they did like another. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, almost, I almost hate that they never do anything from the first album. Oh, yeah. They yes. never they never do anything from the first. Because niggas weren't listening then. That's I mean, not they what did cocaine. I mean, I mean you, you can still was, slide that shit in there. Like one or two, I think they did cocaine. Niggas were, but they weren't making no money off that first album. I mean, I mean, people are still really fan, really big fans of I, fans. No, I, yeah. They had a cult following, but Ego Death put them on. Yeah, like people. Yeah. Still, people I mean, they, people. I mean, they, I feel like there was still a decent amount of people who were still listening. Exactly. To them like, the if you perform the like shit from the old album, people aren't going to be like. Oh, why I you, mean, there was why some why popular. Like, no, 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 no. You can only no, perform like, so many songs. There, there are people who think Ego Death is the internet's first album. Really? Like well, they, people they, are fucking. So even if they heard that, well. if, even if they heard those songs, they're going to be like, "Oh, this sounds really good." But why wasn't I already listening? You got to give the people what they want. And they want to hear Ego Death. And then, <laughs> and, and, and then I understand, like, y'all might be big on, like, their first two albums, but, like... No, I mean... Crit- yeah, they don't, even, they don't even play anything from the second album. Yeah, critically, like, those were... People are, like... Cause there's people think those like, first albums are trash. What? Like, I they wouldn't got, say they they're trash. Hor- no, they got horrible reviews. Like, but compared to their like, later like, two albums, Ego Death and Hymn, like, they are. Compared yeah. to those by themselves, like, if I, that's your only body of work, then, yeah. They had, like, a different sound. yeah. But it's like I can listen to all of Ego Death from beginning to end and not feel also like I'm going through like they didn't have pain. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Maybe. They didn't have Steve Lacey until Ego Death either. So mm-hmm. oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but and you can he, hear the the difference. Yeah, he I think yeah. he wrote and produced he, most he of Ego like, Death, and they won. The, they got nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. yeah, like I said, they had a different sound. And her voice got I don't want to say like got better, but it got a lot stronger. She stopped whispering at everybody. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was the main criticism in the first two albums. Like, okay, she can sing, but. And, She's like, she's like she's fighting against the instruments. It's like she can sing in a quiet room. Yeah, 
She's like, her and the guitar will sound really <clears throat> great together. But it's like, you have to sing over live instruments. And and that's another thing. It's like, for it to be live mm. music, they sounded really good. Because sometimes, you know, well, I mean, they've been your third album, so or no, your fourth right. album, so you should be on it. But yeah. for sometimes it's like, when you hear people live, especially when you have such a soft voice, like, it'll overtake the voice. And it's just kind of like you're wincing to hear and just like you said tabernacle was like a great spot because even though we were also in the back and it still she sounded great and then steve like he also sang like like one of his good songs and it was good and i like we were talking about earlier i like his vibe with high-waisted jeans and he just be bobbing back and forth and i'm here for all of it i enjoyed myself that's good that's dope she sang a really good song she talked about her depression it was good i was here for her i was just like yeah I feel that. Share with all of us about like your mental breakdowns and your relationships because that's the point of going to concerts to hear like that little bit of extra stuff that you can't hear on albums. So would y'all consider them like experimental? Are they experimental? Not anymore. Not anymore? No. Like so their earlier shit was experimental. Like, uh, yeah, it's like their earlier stuff was experimental. Like, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of like the reason why I really got into the internet because it was... Like more so like the internet odd future type shit. Uh, it was still it was still different from that because I listened to Jet Age of Tomorrow, which is like there was like their the main core of like off future, and then these these were these are like the offshoots. And Jet Age, Jet Age of Tomorrow was one of those offshoots, and I was really into them. They're like, they're they those you you, you guys know like uh, Sarah? Nope. Yes. Sounds familiar. Uh, what's his name? Taz Arnold. Nope. Nope. Said nope. Saba. Sarah. Oh uh, no. Uh, it's like. It's like it's, it's like alternative funk R and B um, instrumental music. That's what the Jedi's. That's what she, uh, the Jedi's were uh, were making. And then, like like the other guy, it was like Pyramid and Matt Matt Martians. Pyramid he went and had his own album, and then Matt Martians went off to make music with uh, Sid. And then they did um, first album of the Internet. It's real super. It's like super electronic, but still kept that R and B vibe. Like it was, a, it was like one of the first albums that I listened to that was, of I guess like of that type. Purple naked ladies. Purple naked ladies. Oh hell yeah! And cocaine. No, that was like, a really yeah. great song. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think the first albums are are good, but I think it, the internet is more so finding their sound. And I think around Eagle Death is either when they solidified their sound or they said, "Fuck it, let's make an accessible album." I think they sound more I, think, I, feel, I feel like it's a, I feel like Eagle Death was them making an accessible album. Because yeah. that's one of that's one of the reasons why I didn't really like Eagle Death because it was more accessible. Like those, like the first, like the first <laughs> How two, dare the first you become accessible. Yeah, like the first. You really seem like, like that type of person. Like you've gotten popular, and now I don't want to like you but anymore. I mean, that's, in his defense, like watching artists go from being like something that you love to all of a sudden becoming something for everybody, it's like a weird feeling because it's like you're happy for him. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like something that was kind of intimate or you felt like was intimate right, to like you. Right, we had a special connection. Yeah, I mean, it, That's it not was... about Coldplay. Like they were like that. I'll, I'll put it, I'll put it this way. Like the, their second album was like really, like they went from, the, the first album was like just Sid and Matt. So it was like Matt is all, electri- you know, all electronic, like no live. There wasn't really like a lot of um, live instrumentation. Their second album was all live instrumentation, so it's like they, you know, I really felt like they were taking their really indie niche sound, but actually making it live, and it was like really different. And then their ego, and ego death was just a lot less different. Like they were, I felt like the the second album was them really pushing themselves to make, you know, make better music. And then the, you know, the ego death was just kind of like it seemed kind of like the easy route for them, mm-hmm. even though it was, it was still like a great album, but like it's kind of like the. It's, no. It was like an easy route for them. I think they need to figure that out. 
Mm. Like you experiment, you experiment, and then you kind of like, I think, how to put it? I would say they were always, not not to say they're always trying to make an ego death, but along the lines, they figured out how to make an ego death and like, had to sit there and think. Like you need an huh. ego death to get to Hive Mind? Like they needed that album to make because Hot Mind is a better album than you. Know, I, 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 I think no, it depends on who you ask. Yeah. Honestly, I don't well, even think that Con, I don't even think that, that Con oh, was like really there for care. them. <laughs> and you, like, it was, I don't think it was really there for them anyway. Um, the people asked me because they, I guess like during the time they did lose one, they did lose on um, one band member. I guess like between um, Ego Death and Hive Mind. It's like five of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, did y'all listen to that Earl Sweatshirt? Some no, rap songs? I did. Yeah, I listened to it. I, that's I, why I brought up Experimental, because a lot of those beats, I was like, what? What is, what is this? This is yeah, interesting. That's, it's very... The whole time, I'm just like, this is interesting. This is an it's interesting niche, album. It's niche, vintage, it's niche vintage hip-hop song club. Niggas listened to Earl Sweatshirt I'm in 2018? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 It's wild. He still, a, he still has a pretty big following. Yeah, like, I really haven't listened to him besides his features and uh, shit that he's just been on, but like... I can see where he's kind of well. He's matured as an artist more, and uh, like shit. Even his voice sounds. Yeah, I think yeah he's he sounds. Life. He sounds like like I listened to. I did listen to. Um, I don't like shit. I don't. I don't go outside. But I did check yeah, out. I, Do- I did check out Doors. Doors was cool, but this is not Doors. Yeah, no, not at all. Like this is like. I don't know because I listened uh, back in, like back in the day. I used to listen to a lot of like knowledge, and knowledge was just like you know put some. Just like low low fi beats over um sounds. Oh, oh, so like you took like you went to the records, you know in the record store you can get like acapellas of like old school hip hop. Um like early two thousands like hip hop songs, you can get it you can get like the vinyl and it has like the instrumental and then it has the acapellas on that. Like he'll just go and just like get a bunch of those and put them over. So I'm I mean personally I'm I was really into like lo fi, grimy, this sounds like I it recorded it. In a fucking um, yeah, basement, yeah, yeah. Like I, I kind of like I. It's a whole aesthetic. Yeah, it's a it's a very you know there's a there is a market for that, and it yeah, was like you that. Feel like you can hit a dust on the mic. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You could, like you can. Niggas hear... that wear baseball shirts under over hoodies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Like that's the that's exactly the top of hip hop he was With making. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't know, that's exactly what he has on. Yeah, that's the he just described my entire outfit. But yeah, like, but did you like it though? Yeah, I, I liked it. I that's honestly all I've been really listening like, to. I'm like, like, I'm going to listen to this some more so I can like, I yeah. need more time to digest it. But yeah, a point a point of reference would be um this mix this mixtape uh, UCLA by Blue is Blue and Madlib. That that's one of the first mixtapes that I listened to, where it's just it was just it was just, it was dirty. It's a, it's a dirty. Yeah, I, I haven't listened to Blue, I mean, Blue in Blue, years. Blue, I mean, Blue, he's one of those you know rippity rap hip hop guys. Like but Blue, like, like, Blue, like I'm hungry. Blue, I'm Blue, Blue under the heavens. Blue. Yeah, rap, I'm hungry. Rap, I'm taking the bus. As yeah, yeah, bro. Like broke nigga rap, broke nigga hip hippity hop. Yeah. Bro, nigga, hip hop. Hip hop. Hip hop. Like, like, you the cheese off the paper from your cheeseburger. Do you listen, do you oh, listen to yeah. hip hop, Marco? <laughs> that's a that's a thing. We all do that. That's like that, <laughs> that, that type of like that type of stuff. Yeah. Like that's it's a it's a very niche market, but um, I'm in that market. I, I like I like I like some of that stuff. As a producer, how do you feel about the mix? That's all. Uh, again, it's it's one of those things where it's if raw. you yeah if you do it in a way that um, I, guess, I guess almost like with any any art like whether it's good or bad it just depends on like if your message is if your message can be received then it's, it can it can be considered good so even though even though the mix I mean technic technically 
Yeah, the mix was bad. Like it's you know it was it was, it was it's technically bad. technically bad, but but, but in the aesthetic <laughs> in the aesthetic of what it is, it's you know. So if it had a good mix, you would look at it a little differently. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. It's okay. just one of those things it that worked like work. Like you can have there's plenty like, there's plenty of there's plenty of music where if it had a bad mix, it's just terrible. There's plenty of music where right. it's a good mix, and hey, if this was a little bit dirtier, like the message <laughs> would have been, except a little bit more. If it didn't shave that day, it would be great. Yeah. yeah. I always feel like artists do everything intentionally. So. Oh no! Like uh, silence on Pablo Talk Two. That's a hor- That's the worst mix song I've ever heard in my life. No, no, I'm sure. No, like you can, like you can literally, you can literally. You're not supposed to be able to hear like the beat playing in his headphones through the mic. Like it was the worst mix song I've ever heard in my life. Like those. That's one. Of, that's like an example of like this should have been mixed better. Yeah. I feel that. But I think <clears throat> the reason the mix is the way it is is like. To me, it felt like Earl is fighting against a lot of the beats, but like the beat is playing louder than what he's rapping. You know, he's really rapping on it. They're having a full fist fight. Yeah, and it's like for everything he's been going through and like what he's rapping about, like it's like he has a, a line on that. Like I think the first song was like, "Why ain't nobody tell me I was bleeding?" And like the beat is louder than what he's rapping. It's like he's like fighting through, and then towards the as the album goes on, you can hear his voice more and more clearly. So it's like he's lost in the, you know, he's lost in the sauce, lost yeah, in the shuffle. That's true. I'm kinda, like halfway like, through, I'm like, okay, like yes. trying to find his way, and then like eventually he he slowly starts to gain leverage and get and get back to it because like um over the course of him recording his album, his father passed away, and he said he made this album and he, his plan was to have both his parents on it, but I think both his parents are on the album, but like this is gonna be his makeup to them, like he's going to play them this album and then like hopefully they can like. Their relationship can get be- can get better and improve, and before he can yeah. do that, his his father passed. Yeah, away. he definitely sounds a lot more mature on this album. Yeah, though. like it's it's really somber, but I think that's like part of the mix and why it is the way it is. But other than that, I I really enjoyed it. I've never been like a big Earl fan. Like uh, I like a couple of his features. I think Doris was cool. But he was out still doing the whole off feature. Honestly, era. I, I never, was... I never really liked. I never checked out any of. I mean, I, yeah, I did, I, you know, I did listen to Doors once, but I was never like a real <clears throat> Earl Sweatshirt fan. But I yeah, enjoyed so that. I album. literally only listened to Doors to hear Hive with Vince Staples because Vince Staples. And I only kind shit. of liked that song. Yeah. I love that shit because it was like he. It's like back then, I like, guess like Earl. He had this specific type of sound. Like, um, what was it Chum with? Uh, mm-hmm. Tyler, like that's used to be like all he would rap over. So it's like I don't want to listen to an album with that. So I never really checked yeah, out a sweatshirt. Yeah. I, and I always thought he was overhyped because when Earl first came out, people were saying, "Oh yeah, he's like Nas. He's going to be Nas because he's so young and he's rapping this well." Like he was like 16 when he came out and he's rapping this well. Oh yeah, Earl's Earl sweatshirt is Nas. And at that time, I was like, Nas is damn near the greatest rapper of all time. Oh ain't no, ain't no, ain't no new Nas. It's only one Nas. <laughs> So I was I was biased against the towards that, and then eventually I got around to listening to him. I think eventually I got around to listen to all of Odd Future, like slowly but surely. I started to come around, and then I was oh, like, was oh, he "Okay." From Odd Future, yeah. Earl, yeah. He's technically he's technically probably the best rapper out of out of Odd Future. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> a day one. I feel that. But is any of this compel you to listen to Earl Sweatshirt Z? No. <laughs> did you listen to DiCaprio too? I did listen to DiCaprio too. Um, Do you fuck with it? I fuck with parts of it. Parts I, of it? I really I like just... like the whole thing. It's very... Rappy? It's not that it's rappy. He just has a very polarizing sound. Is it pronounced Jid? Or is it just J-I-D? Uh, I think it's either, either way. way. Either way. I really like the single Working Out. I it's thought it was... I, think, I, think I like that's, 151 Rome. Yeah. I think like I feel like there's some really good standout tracks. 
people. But like he has such a polarizing voice where sometimes he's just rapping. I'm just, it's just not, I'm just not receive, like receiving it. It's just like, you know. Have you been listening to it in the car? I have, yeah. Oh man, I've been, that shit's been knocking. It kind of reminds me similar to like when Donald Glover first started rapping, his voice was so annoying that like it would, it would kind of off put you from like, the beats and like the is tracks. His, is and his voice? Oh, that's kind of that's, 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 that's how I feel. But he, he gives me like that Kendrick vibe when like rapping. No, like, he does. Different like, flows, different voices. No, he does, and I up. acknowledge like he has the he has skill. But like sometimes some tracks, I'm just like I like shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to hear this. I'm not feeling it's this cool. one I'm right now. Not, not liking this voice. Like me personally, I don't like Talib Kweli's voice. Like, no, about, I can't. I can't stand Talib Kweli's voice. Everything yeah. about Talib Kweli should say I should love him. Like. What he raps about, how he raps, his, his metaphors, he's like everything. Damn, technically, it's like he checks off every box. Except when I listen to Tyler Kweli, except for his one album, Indie Five Thousand, that was a pretty good album. But other than that, I cannot stand Tyler Kweli's voice. So when people say like I just can't get into his voice, mm. I understand. But like a lot, that's a big critique of Jay Z. Like they don't like Jay Z's voice. He doesn't right. have a good rap. <coughs> but Jay Z said about himself, he doesn't think he has a good rap voice. I think Nas has the picture. Nas and uh, Rick Ross, he would say they have the picture perfect rap voice. Like if you imagine a rapper, they should sound like a Nas, or they should sound like a yeah, like a Rick Ross style, clear and vocal. Like how diction like. is like an underrated aspect of rap, which is why a lot of people hate True. mumble rap. Mm-hmm. Um, All you gotta do is ride the beat. All you have to do is ride the beat <laughs> and just kind of hum along. Yes. Are you when I sleep? Are you when I sleep? Yeah, like JID, like that's, that's a good word to use. Diction, like he plays with diction a lot. And even like, <laughs> even like, if you like, look at no, really, if, <laughs> like even if you look, if you like, look at his lyrics, like you go like genius and like look at it the way he raps. Half his things he rapping don't really half his words don't rhyme. When you think of the traditional sense of rhyming, how you break structure, how you breaks words down, like rhyme. Kendrick. Yeah, like in, like he has a lot. Of, uh, What's it called when you don't rhyme the ends of words? You rhyme like the middle of like slant rhymes. Yeah, he does a lot of that. Say haiku. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. What's a haiku? Five seven five. Yes, that that has nothing to do with rhyming. You'll be dropping some ill haikus on the next episode. Fuck with us. A whole whole episode is nothing but haikus. (laughs) Japan's ready. Oh, sassy. (laughs) I lost so much judgment across the table. But um, I really fuck with the song "Author Zoinkies." Zoinkies, Zoinkies. Yeah. yeah, that one was it. It's like it's, a, a, it's the steady build up. Um, we got his horns. It's it kind of. I don't know all of them. I like the name. production on them. Yeah, yeah no, the production. The production. Like, all the like the beat selection is absolute fire. I agree. Like and but working out like that was the colors thing he did. And I just really enjoyed that track. And I hope he kind of more bodies that singing rapping style more because he 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 did his thing. Like on his first on his last project, um. The Never Story, Heredity, that's like my favorite song off of that. He's pretty much just singing on that one. But uh, the reason I really fuck with uh, Off The Zoinky is because the whole song <coughs> is about how he sees his friends and they started getting into like, not just smoking weed, but like they get into like heavier and harder and harder drugs. And it's like, man, I don't care if my homeboy hate me. I'm going to take these pills. I'm going to flush them down the toilet. I'm going to take this shit. I'm going to throw it out the window. Like, I'm trying to, like, I don't care if you don't fuck with me no more after this. I'm going to save my man's life because he was really cool with Mac Miller. And like in fact, he said Mac Miller helped like design the album. He produced one, I think Strawberries. I think Mac Miller produced on and stuff like that. So like, and like yeah. the C, just more of Mac. And, and like having your having your homeboys die of overdose, and he kept saying like, I have more and more friends dying 
over these drugs. Mm-hmm. Like he's fighting like to, to try and save him, and that's like kind of point of that song. Yeah. And then right after that, it's Hotbox, who has Method Man and Joy Badass. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a good song too. That's a great song. Yeah, I really fuck bring it back, Method Man. Right? How do y'all compare uh, Jid to Smino? If y'all listen to Smino, they have very different sounds. I feel like. Yeah, Smino's more. He's, he seems very playful to me. Smino, I feel like, kind of crams a lot of words in at once, like on a on a verse. Like he'll be rapping or singing, and all of a sudden he just, or is like he'll be saying like five words on the line before he'll be saying like thirty on the next one. Okay. I just feel like so he, almost like uh, how Outkast kind of, but I feel like yeah. Jid is more like. I'm just going to cram a bunch of words in your face regardless. If that makes sense. So they do the same thing but differently? Kind of. Or yeah. Smino's more like inconsistent, whereas Jit is kind of just, you know. He's in there? Yeah. Yeah, because Smino, he's really, he, I feel like he's really close to uh, the Chicago style of rap. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what, No Name and Chance and, um, what's his Nick name? Jenkins. Yeah, that that I guess like the way, yeah, Vic Mensa, Vic Mensa. yeah, the oh, way the yeah. way they the way they use their words is kind of like this. Oh yeah, a lot they of people say they're like offbeat, but like the way they use yeah, it, Mino is definitely offbeat. They yeah. all got that same kind of flow. And I think JID, uh, he's more like uh, the the comparing to Kendrick. Uh, it'd be like more like a rigor mortis. More like he's on beat, he's just cramming a lot of words very very quickly at you. Just yeah. going hard. Just <laughs> and no name, I wouldn't call her off beat per se given that she's really a spoken word artist in general like she's just kind of doing spoken word on a track she literally says i i, I do a lullaby rap yeah. it's mumble rap i do lullaby rap so i don't know i've heard someone say the earl sweatshirt whatever his name is i'm sorry if that's wrong but no that's it yeah that he was it was like spoken word like I remember, he had a concert a couple years ago. It's like, oh, you trying to go to a spoken word concert? Yeah, like the way his flow was, and he never switched it up. Mm-hmm. So that's like the only thing right. I remember. Yeah, so like, like that's a great thing about Jid. He he switches his flow like on every song. And yeah, like he raps really well, and the flows change. The flows change in the middle of a song. Sometimes the flow change in the middle of a verse. Like yeah, no, the technical skill is there. Yeah. It's funny, like we keep comparing him to Kendrick because uh, when he signed to Dreamville, that, that's pretty much the reason why, because. I remember a while ago when J. Cole, when he was on the freshman cover, uh, he was on the freshman cover with J-Rock, and Kendrick was there, and Kendrick was just rapping. And Cole was like, oh, man, this nigga hard. Man, let me, let me sign you. Because Kendrick going to be like his first signing, and he's like, I already signed to somebody. He's like, who you signed with? Top Dog. And he's like, what the fuck is Top Dog? This man Damn probably fucked dog. up. He, he in some hood contract. He's going to have him all fucked up out here in these streets or whatever. And then come to find out later, like, top, like TDE is the biggest, yeah. probably be the biggest I'm, in the world. It's funny. I remember Kendrick rapping about like wanting J. Cole's spot on that, on uh-huh. the freshman thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, caught, that caught J. Cole's attention. And then he said he heard, because uh, you know, uh, J.I.D.'s would spill his village. So like, it's him, it's uh, Earth Gang. Earth, Earth Gang. Gang. Uh, I think Black was kind of in there. They said they all lived in the same house and they were all just creating music and they all just pop black Niggas with beanies wearing Yeah, black pop first. Then, <laughs> Then it was uh, J.I.D., now it's Earth Gang, who's also signed to Dreamville. He said, uh, Cole heard him was rapping. He was like, he reminded him of Kendrick, and he signed him on the spot. He's like, I can't let this nigga walk out my door. But I signed him like, I missed on Kendrick once. I'm not going to miss on another Kendrick. And that's so that's funny how we keep uh, referring to him as that. Yeah. That's dope, though. Like, his album is doing numbers right now. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's... So since, it's it's, since it came out, I've been listening to it nonstop, and I thought I had, like, my... Top ten list like secure. Like, what's <laughs> like what I'm gonna think the top ten? Like, oh yeah, we're gonna idea. have to take some time to. Uh... Then that came out, and I'm just like, 
Yeah. Top ten for what? Art of the years. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, we we're gonna see how how that one plays out. Yep. Like albums are like, can we do like ten, and then the ten it's like, oh no. We gonna we gonna talk. We're gonna, we're gonna talk. We gonna talk. We gonna talk. But have any of y'all listened to that Meek Mill album? Cause that's definitely probably sneaking in there. Yeah, I heard it. It's um, it's quality. Um, Meek, he did his thing. It's like watching somebody go from the top, fall from grace, <coughs> and then come back like this. Like it's inspiring. Yeah. And championships is a it's a, it's a tough album. It's like yeah. something you listen to to motivate yourself. Like, yeah. Yeah, like the first seven tracks. It's definitely introspective. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. Like it's all. And it, it all hits. What's free is probably one of my favorite tracks this year. Oh yeah, Jay Z has the rest of the year. He Easily. definitely. Yeah. He has. Easily. Well, even Ross kills it when he comes on. But Ross always kills mm-hmm. it. Either way, it's championships is quality. Beautiful. Meek Mill's back again. Yeah, it's fun. I if this was Meek Mill's first album. We look at him completely differently. Cause I remember I was I don't know, man. No, I remember no, I remember at I was okay, I was at Howard. And I remember uh, we getting into the bakes with niggas and people telling me that Meek Mill is a better rapper than Kendrick. And people are more hype about Meek Mill's uh Dreams and Nightmares than they were about Kendrick's good kid Mad City. And then Dreams and Nightmares comes out and it's like, it's cool. The intro. The intro's amazing. It's the intro. But it's cool. And then Good Kid Mad City came out and it's like That's certified crazy. classic. But niggas were sleeping on Kendrick till like Good Kid Match City was like out like until up until that point. Yeah, but I'm okay. saying you go up against Kendrick at any point in time, you're probably gonna lose. Yeah, I'm saying, but that's how that's how much hype was around Meek because Meek's the street rapper. Like he's like, <clears throat> he's like the last really great. Yeah, we, he's we the last mainstream Atlanta, street artist. Sure, the argument was different down here. True, that's for sure. Like I'm arguing niggas from like up north, from like New York, from Philly, like they. They really felt like nah, they, young. Like Dream Chasers, Dream Chasers too. Dream Chasers too is amazing mixtape. Like they, they really looked at me because like, I mean, nah, of course, this New- nigga gonna save rap. Like, of course, New York niggas loved one. him. He was screaming on every track. Yeah, yeah they needed that aggression. Which, like, which surprising, he's it's like no track. He's not even yelling on this album. He's yelling on this album. He's, he's just like, not yelling as much. <laughs> so it sounds like he's talking. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, this is probably normal levels for so me. His man. quiet voice is like everybody else's yelling voice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, he was a badass kid in elementary school. Oh, man, oh he had braids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had those little like black teeth, those little black teeth, <laughs> the little silver caps. Yeah. Oh, he was like, one of those. Teeth to come, like, uh, to I, save it. I do feel like he kind of used a cheat code because it's a lot of features. It's not even so much the features; it's a, the samples he uses. Like he starts off with a Phil Collins sample, the very first song, Phil Collins sample. What Phil Collins song? In the night, yeah. in the air tonight. That's yeah, song. yeah. He uses that sample. Um, he has he uses Biggie's "What's Beef." That sample's in there on on uh "What's Free." Um, he has a Beyonce sample twenty a song like twenty four seven with LMA. That's a Beyonce sample. He has a Jay Z sample right after the song with Jay Z on it from uh the Hard Not Life. Like he's using like a <coughs> bunch of samples. Like, yo, like just listening to it, I felt like I've I felt like I've heard the album just because of the samples right. he were using. They're all great samples, and then. The one problem with it, it is too long. It's 19 tracks. If he cuts this album to 13 songs, it's amazing. Okay. But 19, it, it stretches too far. Like he has two. So it's running a little too long? He has a song on there with Future, and he has a song on there where he's, he sounds like Future. Like he's singing, like he's singing in auto tune. It's like, I don't want to hear this from you, Meek. I feel that. <laughs> like, I like honestly, the song's great. 
if this was a future song, I would love it. Mm-hmm. But the simple fact that it's Meek Mill, just like, all right, come on, man. I don't need this from you. I understand where he's coming from because we're also running a little long. So that's been uh, episode 15 of Three Piece Set. <laughs> As always, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at SpeedwagonX. Check out 3 Piece Set Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Sassy, where can the people find you? On Instagram. Yes. Sassy underscore Lede underscore okay. Thomas. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Finally, we got one. Yeah. Yes. At Instagram.com. Does that work? <laughs> 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 Old person comment for the day. Instagram.com. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you would add to Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Ashton, where can we locate you? Let's find me on Twitter at AshtonMP. Everything else from the A-Center. Azunwa. You can find me on PlayStation Network at Malcolm underscore explicit. We're playing games out here. We are. Josh, where are you located? I know Jones everywhere. I know Jones everywhere. As always, we're everywhere. That podcasts are available. Shout out to Dead End for having us here. Shout out to Dead End. And as always, it's a yeah, most good production. Yeah, yeah, yeah.